www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, number 33, Granny Knows Best. from Luxor, without a trace of King Tut's Revenge or a jippy tummy in sight. It's the Staggering Stories podcast number 33. Woo! 33. Mm. Yeah. My age, again. Yeah. Third of the way towards 100. I, I thought you'd never make it into double figures. Sorry? The podcast. The, po- oh. not, not ah. the podcast. I know nine was a tough year for me, but, you know, I didn't know you then. Have another jelly tardis. Yes, we're, we're eating jelly Daleks and jelly tardises. Mm. Should, that be, should that be tardi? Tardi. <laughs> Look, I've got a Dalek to match my... Why am I showing you the Dalek? <laughs> She's actually waving a jelly Dalek the, at the microphone. the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm Crumbly. I'm fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. I tried to abandon him by the pyramids, but he came home she anyway. buried me. <laughs> Didn't take much doing. Now, as you may or may not know, three of us have just been to Egypt. Mm-hmm. We're not bragging. Well, we are bragging completely, yeah. totally. Yep. We've been it to Egypt. Hot. You haven't. Crumbly hasn't. I have been to Egypt twice. <laughs> <laughs> Crumbly's been twice. But we're all really, really tired. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Crumbly's going to have to do most of the talking. <laughs> yep. Yep. And for a quiet chap, that's going to be difficult for him. Right, okay. anyway. Shall we start? We with... shall indeed. With the news, the as news. read by El Presidente. Doc 2 News. Oh. Well, it's not really news anymore, but no. we didn't cover it last time. So. Well, well, you, you put the announcement in at the beginning at the end, I know. Kind of. So, yeah. David Tennant is leaving Doctor Who. Oh. Oh. And I tell you, he is selfish. If he could have done it the day before, we could have got it into the podcast. We'd have been the first. <laughs> it would have been and happening. I know. As it was, people think we're idiots. <laughs> I'm sure it's personal. He hates us, so he knows we're going on holiday yes. when so we're he recording. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. resigns that that's time. It. He's an attention seeker. That's his that's trouble. That's what it is. It's all about. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be more on this later, but we had to get in there. Moving on. Sanctuary. Renewed for a second season. Sanctuary. I'm going to slap you, and not in a good way. Ah. Mm. We have received news that Sanctuary has been renewed for a second season. Mm. Sci-Fi Channel? But yes. Sci-Fi Channel, yeah. Well, the show, which uh, stars the uh, former Stargate SG-1 actress, uh, Amanda Tapping, yes, it pulled in three million viewers for its first season premiere well, episode. That's because it was really bad. good. It's, again, it's one of those things that's still dragging me back. There's something in it that I'm still watching. Yeah, it's good so, enough. I, it's it's not spectacular. No. But it, I think it's a fairly small budget, yeah. too, which helps compared to Heroes, for example. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Sanctuary is no one's telling us we have to watch it. Lost it's, and Heroes and that, it's the thing to watch yeah, and all you've got to watch. Under it. the wire. But mm. yeah, nobody's bragging about Sanctuary, so I'm quite happily watching it and enjoying it. Mm. Oh, so there's more to draw me back to Sanctuary. I mean, it originally began life um, online as um, individual webisodes. Yeah. And um, well, as quoted here by um, Sci Fi Channel's Mark Stern, he says Sci Fi will continue to trailblaze the television landscape by further exploring the many worlds of Sanctuary through its unique green screen environments, he said. It's like it's a different person. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Technology and great storytelling makes Sanctuary a fantastic addition to sci-fi's 2009 lineup. Where's Andy gone? It's quite Mr. Bean, usually. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, this is my quotation voice. Oh, okay. okay. Speaking of heroes, oh yeah, Fox. NBC has fired two of the writers, Ooh. and probably not a moment too soon, in my opinion. Jesse Alexander and Jeff Loeb. Loeb name. or Loeb? It's like a bad it, Scrabble it, hand. It, that it, name. The Loeb appeared. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they got fired a couple of weeks back. Now, I wonder why that was? Because it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were forgiven for series two. Possibly. Well, I mean, it, it may. I have taken a knock over series two but i mean i think with series three i mean hopefully it's going to stage some sort of renaissance to it it's back on course as adam said in the last one i don't think it's reached the heights of season one but no season one everything was new and fresh true it's certainly the, it. the ratings taking a battering this season lowest really ever have. apparently yeah it and depends. costing more than ever yeah it depends how long they can keep it going because it needs needs always needs fresh ideas yes um, complete contrast to sanctuary we're talking about the the budget Mm-hmm. Sanctuary is pretty much done on a shoestring, yeah. and Heroes apparently was going over its four million dollar per episode oh, budget. Yeah. I mean, why? I, I, yeah, you can't see it on screen. It's no. nothing, nothing. There are, there are really a lot of good effects in there. Mm. A big yeah. cast, yeah, which is that's, that's that's it. It is. yeah, all cast. being paid too much money mm. too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of big, yeah, some fairly big names in there attached yeah. to it. Yes, mm. yes, I'll give you that. And guy who plays Silo, I can't remember his name. Zachary Quinto. His film career seems to be moving off or taking off, so it's possible that he might be going on to better things. Yeah, so, so speaking of Zachary Quinto, um, I've seen quite a few production shots for the uh, new Star Trek film, yeah, and it point. looks like he does take off a very good Spock. Yeah, so Heroes is in trouble. Mm, so, watch this space for any more news. Personally, mm. I, if they're going to finish it, I hope they finish it soon, while it's still relatively mm, good. Yeah. I don't think they'd kill it. I think it's still, even now, too big yeah. a name, even if it's not getting the ratings it once did. I think they'd scale back on the cast, maybe, the effects. So, you might get the loads of death that you were hoping for last podcast. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Any other news? Well, we've got the, what is it, the Dollhouse. Oh. That has got a new trailer up and running, I've noticed, which is completely different from the previous trailer. Oh, right. They had, so they, they rejigged that. It's possibly going to be shown in the death slot mm, on yes. Friday night, 9pm. Now, apparently, the X-Files did quite well in that slot, but other shows haven't. No. So, it depends. And they're moving Sarah Connor Chronicles to the hour before that. It's Ooh. on Mondays when they're moving it to the Friday. So they have Sarah Connor Chronicles and then uh, Dollhouse as a yeah. kind of dual. So yeah, are they are thing. they both on the same side? Oh, in the States, are they both on the same side? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. on the same channel, Fox, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it could be... Trouble for both of them. Both I don't of know. them, yeah. Attempts to put both of them down. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Babylon 5's big wig, JMS, is meant to be writing an update of Forbidden Planet for Warner Ooh. Brothers. Mm. Mm. That seems to be the trend this year, sort of re... Well, as they call it, reimagining. Yeah, like films. we discussed before, there's no imagination yeah. whatsoever, so I let's rehash I'm old sure successes. I'm not sure a trend for this year. It's been a trend for the past couple of years. Mm. Yeah, past few years, only. Well, yeah, myself and Fake Crumbly, we're off to see um, the rehash version of uh, For Day the Earth Stood Still yeah. when it comes yeah. out. One mm. good thing about Forbidden Planet that may interest El Presidente, mm. the original Robbie the Robot. starred Walter Pigeon. Who? Now... <laughs> El Presidente doesn't like pigeons. <laughs> Interesting tale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please Sit- tell. Sitting in Luxor <clears throat> overlooking the Nile we were, the rest of us ordered sensible food. El Presidente ordered pigeon because he Why was not? curious. Mm, yeah. Stuffed pigeon. Stuffed, Stuffed pigeon. pigeon, yeah. As it were. And then ended up not being able to get any meat off of it. He claims there was none, but, you know. <laughs> it's it was like bones, watching a toddler learn to walk, watching El Presidente <laughs> try to eat this pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> 
was nowhere to cut it. It was just bones. <laughs> it was pathetic. For someone who wants to take over the world, he has to master the birds first. <laughs> but Forbidden Planet... Which is based on the Tempest. Exactly. So it's mm. not exactly original to begin with. No. But we'll see what JMS does with it, if it gets to be made, of course. Yeah. One thing that did worry me about um, the original version of Forbidden Planet is that the naked gun actor Leslie Nielsen yeah. played the captain of the C-57D. Played it as a serious role. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, you can just imagine him, him crashing it into the planet or <laughs> or getting into some compromising position with uh, Robbie the Robot or something like that. I mean, <laughs> don't wish to Maybe know that, he will in the new one. Right. Knight Rider. Woohoo. Yes. Why did I woohoo? I don't, I don't know. know. Stan Knight Rider. The Hoffmeister. No, never watched it. Uh, apparently they, they're bringing the Knight Rider back. Is this another He's reimagining? Back. Yes. But they're rejigging it now. Oh, so I see. So, it's so, not it's, a reimagining, it's a rejigging. No, no it's a reimagining <laughs> rejigging. Yeah, so it's apparently doing quite well. Uh, has it all relatively. been shown in the States? Yeah, right? yeah. Ooh. And now they're retooling it slightly by cutting out some of the characters and getting back to basics of what the original Knight Rider was about. Credit crunch, they're cutting the cast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think do you think so. They'll ever do a re- reimagining of the Waltons. See, I would watch that. Waltons the next next generation. Yeah. Well, mm. the little house on the prairie. You know, just reimagined <laughs> into outer space. They did, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. The Waltons, they're back, ladies and gentlemen. And this time, they're mad. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we do apologise, but fake Keith has gone on one of her flights of fantasy. John Boy. He grew up well. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> so, I'm not sure anybody's bothering to watch Knight Rider. Not anybody um, in the science fiction circles, anyway. But I, I might might catch a couple for the sheer sake of curiosity, but it uh, doesn't really enter my radar. Bit of sad news. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Crichton, he of the Jurassic Park books, has died age 66. According to his family, he was battling cancer. Died on November the 4th. But he's, he's been going quite some time, because the Dromeda strain was... Uh, 1970. Yeah, yeah, Westworld. Four, yeah. Drama the Strain and Westworld at the 70s. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, yeah. He was published at a very early age. Didn't he do uh, create ER as well? That's yeah. right, yeah, ER. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, near some news. Yeah, it's all close to my heart. All right. Apparently, there's going to be a fourth season of Primeval. We're entering the third season. Yeah, that, um, yeah. that's due to be Slowly. televised. <laughs> <laughs> that's due to be televised fairly soon, that is. Creeping forward. Mm, inching forward. <laughs> mm, in that glacial. <laughs> Fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's actually been confirmed, but I think they're writing in this under the assumption they will. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the auspices yeah. are good. So. And finally, <laughs> William oh, yeah. Shatner. The Shat. The Shat has called on George Takai to end their long running feud by appearing <laughs> on his chat show. Oh, my. oh no, he's not got a chat show, has he? Oh. oh my god. The man's ego has no bounds. This all comes from um Shatner's YouTube oh, no. blog. Yeah. That yeah. He- Going. Um, George has been says, mean to me for a long time in public, and I've never said anything. I wish he'd stop being mean, mean to me. <laughs> he does that unnervingly well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His um his talk show is called Raw Nerve. Nerve. Yeah. Yeah. And Shatner said, "I'll issue an invitation to George to come and talk to me." Hmm. I'm sure Georgie Boy is running towards him, going, "Bill." Darling, let's talk. <laughs> well, he's too busy in the Australian outback at the moment. Yeah, mm. yeah he he's a newlywed. No, it's, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Oh, is he stuck in the? He's yeah. st- oh, the man. Yeah. Oh, what on earth is he doing? He's accused Takai of having a psychosis. He's calling him a psycho. At the moment, just strikes me as two grumpy old men. 
carrying on past battles. Oh, I don't. It's, it reminds me of those blokes who try and chat a girl up in a bar, she tells them where to go, and mm. then they go around telling people she's gay. Jeremy Clarkson. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Jeremy Clark. He's decided to start an argument with George Takai. George Takai seems to have gone, oh, sod you, I don't want anything to do with you. And so Shatner's blown it up out of all proportion and made himself out to be the victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, bless him. The world would be a duller place without him. <laughs> okay, is that it for the news? It certainly looks like it. Um, actually, if you'll allow. I do have one sad bit of news. Mr. Dalek <laughs> came with us to Egypt. Yeah. He's been with us to Rome, Edinburgh, the Isle of Man. He's been everywhere. <laughs> I'm afraid Egypt was too much for him. Oh. He went to the pyramids at Cairo and was seen no more. He escaped. Come and have a moment of silence, please. There is now a piece of Cairo that is forever scarred. Although, I think he's still alive. Yeah? Because two days after we went to Cairo and he escaped, archaeologists announced they'd uncovered a new pyramid. Mm-hmm. Saw pictures of this pyramid. Oh, yeah. And it's very flat. <laughs> as if the top of it has been blown away. <laughs> ah, I think uh, Mr. Dalek is out there looking for new enemies. Ah, perhaps he's trying to find the Stargate. Perhaps mm. that's what he's doing. Mm. Or Sutex so, Gateway. Yeah. Mr. Dalek, if you're listening, please come home. We all miss you. What? <laughs> 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 said a rude word in my hour of need. She said a rude word. Okay, guys. Mm. After that sad news, let's, let's pick it up a bit. Okay. okay. Guess what it's time for. We don't know. Washing my socks? Yeah. Uh, it probably yeah. is actually time <laughs> yeah. for that, but no. That they're walking by themselves. They are. Yeah. No, it's not that. Delousing the cat? No. No. Reburying the head of Pertwee? <laughs> it's probably time for that as well, but no. Body action? Ew. It's time for Doctor Who. Oh. Oh. decided that we've forgiven David Tennant for resigning. I haven't. I know you haven't. I know you cry at night. It's getting <laughs> pathetic. Even the kids are starting to say, Mum, why did you marry him? <laughs> it's no longer just my parents asking that. Yes. And my neighbours. Yes. And my grandparents. F- fake Keith has wandered about the stains on real Keith's pillow. Excuse me? <laughs> Pardon? Tears. Oh, tears. Oh, ah. <laughs> anyway, in recognition of the genius that is David Tennant, uh-huh. we've decided to do our best and worst moments of David Tennant as the Doctor. Oh, okay. So we'll start with El Presidente. Right. Give us one of your best Tennant moments and oh. tell us why. Why? There's so many to choose from. Christmas Invasion, Doomsday. That's in crime. Let's go for Doomsday. 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 The end of Doomsday. Yes. I'm not sure if the the wall bit or the uh, bad wolf bay bit. Yeah. But brilliantly acted. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And it was sad. <laughs> that too. <laughs> there was lots of Daleks in that. There was. <sighs> 
<laughs> <laughs> but he does seem to be able to cry quite easily on cue, yeah. this tenant. He's, he's probably stabbing himself probably, somewhere. Yeah. Forks in the knees. So are, there, are there any other best moments? Other ones? Well, um, Christmas Invasion. You've got the grad entrance with the uh, the doors Mystic. and ties opening. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The whole wardrobe scene. Yeah. That was brilliantly <laughs> done. And his return in, you know, in full costume into the uh, Christmas dinner. That's all really good. The Christmas Invasion very nearly made my worst of list. Really? Mm? Yeah. I, just, I found a lot of it a bit forced. And as much as I loved the Lion King bit, I was at the time going, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember you sitting there, hang on. Yeah, I did point out that was the Lion King before just, he did. Just before uh, he said it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. <laughs> I suppose. And the whole spiel with Jackie Tyler about what he needs mm, uh, again. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, no. Yeah, which of course he did again yeah. last season. So, so I suppose, but on the, on the whole, I loved Christmas Invasion. Yeah, I, I did. Just, I've seen. I just found it a bit forced. Okay, I've probably seen that one more than any other new yeah. Doc too. Well, they do keep repeating it on whatever it's called now. It used to be UK Gold. It's now just Gold. Gold. Or it could be. Was it Gutch? Go on, laugh daily or something, and then yeah. they put Doomsday on. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> people having a laugh. Any others? Well, the only other, there's lots of things. The other one that usually comes to mind is the uh, the comedy is the um, Partners in Crime, where he first sees Donna. The two of them oh, on the, 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 the mine mel- melting through windows. the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them I, did a brilliant job. I agree mm-hmm. with you there, but having watched the um, Confidential after and mm-hmm. seen what Catherine Tate had to mime, I think she's the one who deserves the kudos. On probably, that probably yes. But between them, uh, yeah, yeah it was excellent. Okay, hmm. real Keith, your best tenant moments. Well, again, there is so many, so many to choose from. Uh, you love him. <laughs> I can, I can merely <laughs> jot a few down. Uh, you want to hug him? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I to kiss mind David Tennant? Can I kiss him on the chin? <laughs> is being kissed by Jackie and wiping it off like a four-year-old. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, in one of, it's when they entered the flat, I think. Um, not I Doomsday, the other one. I can't remember which one it was, but she said, "Come here, you big gorgeous," yeah. or something, and kissed him. And then you see him wiping it off. Any section from Tooth and Claw, seeing a mythical beast, werewolf for the first time. Mm. Everyone's running around mm. and he's just Screaming. standing there. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> and certainly when during the first season, when he would get ideas and you'd see him suddenly infused with energy and he's standing there, pulling his hair and oh, yeah. oh, oh, and... and, and Light bulb shoots, moment. Yeah, shooting <laughs> off at tangents. Mm. For, for the emotional parts, last of the time, Lord, when the master dies, oh. the depth of the emotion there, mm. when, when he's trying to get him to regenerate, yeah. the quiet clammed in emotion for journey's end when he's trying to tell them what has happened to donna yeah it mm. is just as emotional but that time it's under tight wrap and it's restrained yeah because he and knows he'd probably wallop yeah. her mother if he could the, yeah. there's the bit when um he's telling them in sitting down for for one brief shining moment your daughter is the most important person in the world then donna comes in and it's quickly wrapped up and closed yeah. again and yeah. he's just this just some John bloke Smith. who was visiting but i think overall the best bit simply for the acting is human nature and family blood damn you stole mm. mine <laughs> that, it's the level of act that is a believable different person john yeah. smith is having his world shattered it was a completely mm. different character like you mm. said and there's the brief moment where Tim's going well how can I hear him and he's holding the watch oh it's probably a reaction for the synapse injunctions on the database 
Does he talk like that? And you've got two <laughs> distinct, different people there. The doctor, Coming two personalities vying, yeah, vying for a first place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Schizophrenia. I'm sorry I've nicked it. But <laughs> you've that... completely stolen mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. What's your uh, well, that collection? Was, that, was, that was mine. I just like that was mine. You've said everyone else has said mine. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be the one to say all the worst ones so I sound like oh, a grumpy old cat. <laughs> Go on then, Crumbly. Which ones have you got? As people before me have said, I mean, there are so many different moments to choose from. I mean, the hilarious moments, the moments of anger, of cold rage. That uh, goes back to human nature again, mm, when you've it. got uh, the, the fury of the time lord. You can understand towering oh, rage mm. there. I mean, he was being kind. He was yes. fleeing from them. Yeah. I mean, that is one standout... Well, that is one standout moment. But, I mean, I'll say for sheer poignancy, I mean, it has to be Girl in the Fireplace. I mean, because, I mean, OK, they're on the um, the Madame Pompadour ship with the uh, the doorways into various yeah, sort of, um, periods in her life. And there's always that reminder that sort of, no matter how, yeah, sort of how much time passes, he will always be the same age as she yeah. ages. And there's that one bitter moment right at the very end where he was too late. He yeah. couldn't say goodbye to her because she died. I mean... Um, I must confess, I mean, I did feel a lump sort of, you know, sort of, you know, sort of um, rise in my throat at that because, I mean, it was a timely reminder of the doctor's, well, I wouldn't say immortality, but extended lifetime. Whereas to him, our lives are just akin to mayflies dancing over, over a pond on a summer's day. I mean, things like that, sort of people he forms attachments with, I mean, they'll always serve as a reminder of his, um, well, his long life and ultimately his loneliness. I feel quite sad now. As, yeah. uh, an appendix to that the uh, box set mm-hmm. uh, the third season box set reprinted that letter and it's tear stained they, mm. they put oh. tears Oh, jeez, it's not bad enough for Lost, Mr. Darling. You come out with all this. I told you we should have done comedy moments. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. His reign really has summed up how lonely, the lonely God, how lonely mm. the mm. Doctor actually is. More that's come, I presume, in yeah. the oh, specials. Yes. All right, then. I'm drag it all down and do the worst of tenants. <laughs> ah. For me, it was just the overall smugness uh, with Rose summed up perhaps the Ghostbusters moment mm. yeah. I hated that I hated yeah. it when it was on I wanted to crawl under a table and go oh jeez I'm going to be a Trekkie again it was just, <laughs> perhaps it appealed to the seven year olds but oh no I, th- I thought it was just completely wrong I think that is one defining factor of the tenth Doctor, certainly when he began, mm. others have been arrogant. Have others have been curious? He's was smug. Yeah, to begin and it, with, mm. it grated the whole. Um, who are you? Oh, with the stuff of legend. It's like, oh god, leave it for the <laughs> fan fiction. Perhaps you know, perhaps I'm just too old and grumpy now. Yep. Yes, no, it's, it, the general smugness it grated, and I th- I feel it spoiled what was other- otherwise a perfect and gorgeous and ever so lovely <laughs> regeneration. Apart from Peter Davison. And his round, round, open, bland face. face. Any other worst of tenant moments? Go on then, crumbly. Thank you. Um, the episode for me that epitomises um, the Doctor's alienness is um, uh, what's the episode's name? Where he's going on this cruise on this um, planet made of completely of crystal. Midnight. 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 In a nutshell, he needs a companion to temper his wisdom. As the episode you know, sort of um, went on, all the worst aspects of the Doctor's character were starting to come out. Overbear, being overbearing, his smugness, sometimes arrogance. I mean, he needs a companion just to help you know, sort of hold him in check. 
to be more human, so to speak. But so the counterpoint that you saw of him going down, having a natter and long conversations mm-hmm. with people before the before it all started going wrong, before the entity boarded the, the boat, you, you saw him talking to people. Being mm-hmm. natural yeah, that was then, but along. I mean... As I say, I mean, it was cabin fever. People's tempers were starting to get frayed. Mm. They were looking for scapegoats, and his otherworldliness, for want of a better term, started sort of making him out yeah, to be yeah. that. If he'd had a companion with him, mm. he'd have seemed less of a threat. I mean, that's it. I mean, sort of more, more and more, sort of, he was becoming not so much a dominant character, but he was becoming domineering, sort of mm. saying, oh, you must do this, or you yeah. know, such and such. Yeah. And people were starting to resent that. Yeah, he misread. And when, and when the resentment starts creeping in, people's hostility is going to start turning towards him. And a companion would have not mm. let him get quite so carried Well, that's away. it, sort of, you know, held him in held check him or down. just tell him to sort of, you know, shut up for want of a better term. Especially Donna. Go on then, real key. The worst tenant who moment. Yep. Mm. Extras. <laughs> I hate Ricky Gervais. I hate extras. It's just... <laughs> and how he can sort of appear in that show is has to be lots of money. <laughs> Somebody Sorry, needs to take it. Was he appearing as the Doctor? Yes. yes. It was a it was a behind the scene thing because Ricky Gervais appeared as an extra in Doctor Who oh. with, with Tennant. And so I, I hate Ricky Gervais. I hate extras. On the subject of um, Ricky Gervais, um, myself and Fake Crumbly went to see Ghost Town last weekend, and um, I must confess, I mean, I did enjoy it. I mean, sort of despite my initial trepidation. Okay. Okay. No, no that's a fair. fair Comment. I mean, okay, okay, I mean, you're a divin to move go any further. <laughs> go on then, El Presidente, give us your least favourite tenant moments. Okay, I've got a couple here. One which is not tenant's fault at all, but it's his doctor. Muppets in Manhattan. Dr. Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dr. Dobby. Dr. Yeah. Dobby. Um, mm-hmm. Last of the time, the little wizen thing in the cage. Oh, yes. You can't blame Tenant Vlake, it's not no, him at all. No, no. no. But no. it's his doctor, and it yeah. was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you that. The, the whole um, moving about really, really fast and speeding it up while he's getting shrunk that was just embarrassing that wasn't too good either yeah. well he looked like he was have a rave doing the old big fish little fish cardboard box I mean yeah. <laughs> listen to him pretending he knows the terms <laughs> I don't <laughs> Are you going to throw out some shapes for us? <laughs> I do not like dance music. <laughs> I'm a sad old rock music fan. He likes the beautiful South. Oh, don't poke me with a pen! Has all their albums signed? He does. <laughs> he said that. that, not me. <laughs> Cut that. I might. Uh, you will. Uh, I can't think of anything much really. The only other one which comes close is um, his drunk acting in uh, oh, Girls in the Fireplace. That was going to be my point until I remember the extras mm. okay yeah. wasn't he just wasn't he meant to be pretending to be he drunk? was because he sobered up rather rapidly yeah when he poured mm. the wine on them or whatever yeah. it was didn't work for me but Each only, to their own. yeah it wasn't that bad and I can't really think of anything yeah. bad really bad to say I think that his um, declaration that I snogged Madame de Pompadour initially made me go oh for crying out loud because <laughs> it's just not something you'd ever think of the doctor saying so I think it's, it's quite a credit to um, David Tennant that we really can't think no. of much to say about the worst of his doctor and most of it most of the um perceived weak points like el presidente said weren't his fault because the character is only as good as the writer and sometimes i think they tried a little bit too hard with the humor yeah that's the whole point when 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 it's been (laughs) off tenant has always been watchable when he's firing on all thrusters with the script it's been phenomenal fantastic yeah yeah he is obviously an amazing actor he's brought so much to the role is it going to be too hard an act to follow have to wait and see Mm, because i didn't see the children in need thing no nor did i have you said that you thought thought um what's his name was trying too hard 
the I, I get the oh, thing da- David, David Morrissey. Morrissey. Mm-hmm. I don't want to s- describe bits because people haven't seen I it. I've deliberately not watched it. <laughs> and and it, it's it's spoilerific. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, from from what he's doing, he does come across like he's trying too hard. But that there may be a reason behind that in the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there probably is. Okay, so overall, David Tennant was bloody good. Double yep. thumbs mm-hmm. up. Yep. Double yep. thumbs up. Double Ooh. thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, so the day's going to come. Where he's going to have to regenerate. Uh huh. Yep. Oh. It'll be a blur to me because you know. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to have to go one day. The mm-hmm. curtain will yes. fall. We've got a several candidates on the list of favourites for the new Doctor. Yes. Yep. What do we mm. think? Do we have any uh, ideas of our own? What um, do we think of the candidates? My money is on Patterson Joseph. But again, we do have the survival aspect. Survivors. Yeah. We start Sunday as we're being recorded. So it's yeah, we saw Sunday a trailer coming. for it. Right. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Sunday coming. So that would be the day of this podcast comes out then. I liked, as I said, the only way I can acquaint it to is I liked his Marquis de Carabas. Mm. Yes. It was a very Doctor-esque display. That was so in not, uh, Neverwhere. Neverwhere, yeah. Mm. Yes. Neverwhere. Not but quite connected. On the other I mean, side of the coin, his um, Roderick or Rodri yeah. from... Uh, Roderick. The yeah. long game. Yeah. Wadwick. Was blooming awful. But he was a blooming awful character. Mm. Yeah, but. He was a bit of a knockout. There, there are blooming awful characters <laughs> that you think. Yeah, that was well acted, but mm. that one I felt was very forced. I mean, I mean, I must agree with a real Keith in this aspect. I mean, his Marquis uh, de Carabas yeah. uh, character. Mm. I mean, he did show sort of the best, the best traits of the Colin Baker. Yeah, make ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. Thank you, fake Keith. You're yes, um, his overweening sort of, well, I would say sort of smugness, his sort of supreme self-confidence. I mean, belief in himself. I mean, all the best traits of the Doctor. I think another name that, another surprisingly, another black man, a mm, name yes. that's been thrown into the mix is I've got to pronounce this correct. Christopher Edgyfor. Chiwetel. Chiwetel. Or something like that. He, I can't pronounce it. Uh, the the Serenity. The oh, uh, the Bounty Hunter. The Bounty Hunter. Oh, Jim no. Bellelli. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, from the one who's also in the um, the, he played a drag, drag queen. queen. Yes. Yes. Just tell me the drag Kinky queen. <laughs> now, I think he would be good. Of course, it all depends how they decide to write the Doctor. Yes. All these characters are bigger than life, yes. bold mm, characters. If they decide yeah. that the 11th Doctor is going to be very shy, <laughs> then mm. is the actor going to be able to carry it <clears> off? Carry that off. I, Can you I imagine a shy could. Doctor that has to whisper to his companion? Oh, <laughs> like Sooty. Exactly. You <laughs> <laughs> really want Sooty as the 11th Doctor? <laughs> No, oh, we've had sweep on oh, this. <laughs> and Sooty's a magician. Yeah. He's got a wand. A sonic <laughs> wand. Easy, wheezy, let's get busy. What other names have we got? Oh, David Morrissey, of yeah. course. David Morrissey, yeah. Yeah, Neil Morrissey. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to watch um, The Christmas Show. Let's call yeah. it that for the moment. Yes. I have, have to watch The Christmas Show, see what he comes out like. I think it's unlikely they'd give it to him. Not because he's a bad actor, but... He's sort of guy who wouldn't stick around for too many years. That's it, mm. that's it. John Sims' name has been thrown into the mix. I mm. see no problem with him being the Doctor. The only problem is he doesn't stay in a role for very long. Mm, that's no. the only thing that two is. Year, he does two seasons max. Yeah, he was like the, if he was the doctor, I mean, it would be like the um, Eccleston week all over again. Yeah, mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. he'd stay in it for one, maybe two seasons, and yeah. that's it, which you don't really want. We want somebody who would be there for at least three. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. three's the average so far. Yes, although he has said recently he is up for the uh, potential of coming back to Doctor Who, presumably as a master. Yeah, I think mm. that that will be for a story, it wouldn't be, yes, for, or maybe a season recurring villain, but yeah. it wouldn't, maybe. wouldn't be a permanent fixture. 
remember that Sean Pertwee? I'm trying to remember the things I've seen Sean Pertwee mm, in. Dog he's, Soldiers. Yeah, he <laughs> sings... Adventure Horizon. He's he, yeah, very he's much an seen, action man. Yeah, he seems to be a competent actor, but I think would be very much in the Christopher Eccleston vein. In what way? What, uh, that he wouldn't stay long? Or no, no, no. That he'd be no. a tough guy? Oh, it, it would be more the grim, tough guy, I think. More, I've got no mm. problem with that. His dad was... So I'm, I'm he, not knocking In many it, ways, like, the grim, tough guy. <laughs> I just I just like the, the quirky idea that the father and son have both played the doctor. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just... Oh, speaking mm. of which, we haven't said hello to the um, head of Pertwee, yeah? Oh, hello. Hello, head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. Sorry we missed you last week. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked Egypt. No, we would have taken no. you, but We'd I think... We'd have lost the... you in the sand. Of course, the person who's going to be uh, casting this chat is the vast Toffee. Toffee. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yep. So... People have been suggesting James Nesbitt. Oh, that's, that's, I'm mm. not from sure. Cold Feet. Cold Feet is rather, cold rather feet contentious, yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. Again, the trouble I have with James Nesbitt is initially the trouble I had with Peter Davison. He's too well-known, too famous. He's been in right. too many yeah. things. I yeah. When they cast Davison, I couldn't see Davison in the role. I could. Mm-hmm. You could actually see him in a thong, if I remember right. <laughs> I <one>. was 12. <laughs> <laughs> or a half-open dressing gown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would be another one who would see it as just a little project and give yeah. up on it after yeah. a year. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, and the I'd thing is, I mean, he's got doctor. such a very strong Irish accent. I mean, he's got to try and sort of bring that down to a mid home counties English accent. They let Eccleston do it with his northern accent. Yeah, I suppose they did. But I mean, and he did a good job with Jekyll. He did a good mm, job yeah. with Jekyll. I give him that. I was wrong about Davison. I could be wrong about this. I can't quite see it going to him though. No. I can't personally quite see him as the Doctor, but he could do it. He's, yeah. he's the actor enough to do it. But. I don't think yeah. he, he would take it because of the baggage that comes with the parts. Mm. Maybe. I don't mm. think he'd... Like, Christopher Eccleston, I don't think, tolerates the um, reaction from the fans Man's, very yeah. well. well I, and I don't yeah. think James Nesbitt would That either. always strikes in my mind is... The- the week before it arrived, you had him on Jonathan Ross, and he showed him the Eccleston doll for the first yeah, time, and, and the look of horror yeah. on yeah. Eccleston's face. Yeah, there's just so much baggage that I don't yeah. think actors realise until they, they're there. Yeah. Well, as as Tennant says, he knows what the first line is: "Is uh, obituary's going to be yeah, Doctor Who is former, dead? Yeah, former Doctor. <laughs> mm, Maybe a... not necessarily. Suppose he does afterwards. <laughs> the man who murdered the Queen has died. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> Just in case he listens. <laughs> well, she might die after seeing the regeneration. She's a big fan. She is. It might be too much for her. Yeah. I'd rather she didn't die on Christmas Day. That'd be such a downer. <laughs> no she Christmas speech. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, the... Just these legs sticking up. <laughs> and now, here is Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> My late husband and I. <laughs> that's treason. I'm sure that's oh, treason. That's it. We're all going to the tower. Okay, what about the idea of a female doctor? Well, Joanna Lumley has been fated for the part quite a few times. Well, yeah, she has she, been. She did the mm. comic relief yeah. film, didn't she? Mm. I'm not sure. There's, there's, there's part of me that has a mm, knee-jerk reaction again. I don't know why, but there's a part of me that has a, a knee-jerk reaction As a woman, I think it would it, yeah. be a ridiculous idea. Yeah. I can't see it ever yeah. happening. Well, I, mean, I think the fact that she played it on comic relief was yeah. them drawing a line under it, saying, look, it's just a laugh. I mean, her Written name by Moffat, was... Of course. I mean, her name was definitely put forward. I mean, once Sapphire and fin- uh, Steel had finished, yeah. I mean, her name was put into the hat. So I, I just... I, I, can't, no. I can't... It's I, nothing sexist or yeah, anything. I, have, I just don't think it would be a good I idea. I have no problem with him changing skin colour. I have a problem with him changing sex. I just yeah. don't know why. He's I, not a frog. No. <laughs> Perhaps he's a frog. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. Yeah. Maybe. No, I can't quite see any producer actually doing that. No, I think... 
they would lose viewers yeah. by the bucket load. It would become a joke. It would be more of a joke than it was in the 80s. Yeah. So, no. Can't see it. I okay. don't, I'm sure Moffat wouldn't do it this time. He might do it when he's going out to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so definitely a man, not a woman. Yes. How about mm-hmm. an animal? Now you're just being we could silly. Have, we could have Doctor Who. Uh, you're just or, being silly. Or Doctor Moo. <laughs> Or Dr. Gnu. To what? Gnu. Gnu. <laughs> go and stand in the corner. I'll go and stand in the corner. Well, I think we all agree that um, David Tennant is going to be a very oh, hard yes, act to follow. Definitely. Mm, I mean, yeah. whoever takes his place, I mean, we wish him well, but I mean, he's got to feel uh, very, you know, large got very large shoes. Indeed. Mind you, we said that after Eccleston, too. Mm, that's very true, that is. And Pretty Boy did the job. He did. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure whoever comes next will do the job, too. I hope so. And so this will be Doctor Number 11. Yes. Do you think they're going to find a way to go past Doctor Number 13? Of course. They're they're bound to. They're bound to. They've done a Stargate, really. The producer of Stargate, um, a couple of years after it started, um, went on record as saying the idea that the Zat guns in Stargate um, worked on the basis one-shot stuns, two-shot kills, three-shots disintegrate was the stupidest idea they'd ever come up with. And if he could go back, that's the one thing he'd change. So people who created the Doctor Who mythos, are they thinking the same thing about the 13 lives? Well, if they gave the Master... The Assassin, which was 70s, I think. We're only four Doctors. That's a long way in the future. We don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, yeah, write it in. Well, if they can give the Master another set of lives... Mm. But that would involve having to have Time Lords around to do it. Maybe. I'm sure they can work work their way around Well, there's only... Perhaps there's only a finite amount Mm. of regenerations and we've got uh, X amount of Time Lords because not all Gallifreyans were Time Lords, but now all the Time Lords are gone. So there's There's only one one Time Lord so he can have all their regenerations. Maybe. But if you think about it, the last episode when he regenerates for the last time would be, it would make Doomsday look oh. like a carry-on mm. film. Yeah. You know, it would be that sad. No, uh, the problem is they gave, give him new regenerations, yeah. obviously, somehow. Yeah. And he gets to the point where he's going to have infinite number of regenerations. And every time he goes anywhere, he's going to meet himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only so much cosmos, time and space to share out. Everybody he ever meets is actually himself. Okay. That's it for Doctor Who, yeah. I think. Okay. More next time. Right, we've got a new segment. It's probably only going to last for this one podcast. Yep. And it's, well, it's pathetic, really. <laughs> it's our right favourite number twos. Cue toilet sound. discussing the other day amongst us the um, <laughs> benefits and downfalls of sequels mm-hmm. should life on Mars have just been a one-off why did they make Grease 2 that kind of thing <laughs> we've decided to come up with our best number twos and worst number twos <laughs> El Presidente mm. give us your best number two best number two singing Commander Data See, El Presidente is missing the point <laughs> he got Riker's number one he's never mind anyway now um, the best sequel I think has got to be Empire Strikes Back that's, that's was on my mm-hmm. list was that on your list uh, no well, it wasn't on mine either <laughs> why that um, why not um, um, it was Star Wars still, but better. <laughs> why, why was it better? I, you know, I like they, they'd all started to learn to act. Well, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Higher quality special effects. Special effects were obviously better. The Empire, 
got to strike back. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just a clever title. It wasn't. <laughs> it's your, um, hang on, your, your enjoyment for the underdog, isn't it? The, the person who got the crap kicked out from the first film. <laughs> they come back and... They strike back. Yes. Uh, he got the Imperial March. Yeah. Fantastic piece of music. Wasn't yeah. that in the first one? No. No, no, Ooh, no, no. I didn't know that. Got to see the Emperor, although it looked a bit weird initially. It's a different story from the other two films. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's much darker. Is this the one... See, this is... I'm really awful. I know Star know. Wars. Empire Strikes Back. Is that when... I am your father, Luke. Yes. 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 Oh, major, see, that, that was good. Major revelations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was sitting in the cinema then and went, oh. And then I ate <laughs> oh. my popcorn. 80-80s and all that stuff. Yoda. Now, they're the ones with four legs. Yes. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. My son will at, no longer disown me. All-terrain armor transport. Yeah. Sado. <laughs> <laughs> I was never quite the fan of Yoda other people seem to be well, fortune cooking cookie he, talking idiot but. Yeah, he, he didn't do a lot in the first <laughs> film no his first film he wasn't bouncing around like an animated and we have yeah. since learned that he's Welsh remember Maybe yeah that's the way he speaks true yeah. okay so real Keith you agree with yeah, El Presidente well, I, 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 and I'd on to that I found out that the first film and the third film are basically the same film while the yeah. second film is a different story it's something <laughs> new but Luke can do wavy things and stuff. What? He's a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> no, it's a it's a completely original story, which was mm. interesting and new. With with uh, Jedi, you could predict what was going to happen because yeah. you've seen it before in the first film. And it's altogether better directed yes. than Star Wars. Yeah, well, Lucas hope. isn't directing that exactly. One, so. Oh dear, a bit of Lucas bashing. <laughs> also, Lucas. the script mm. was uh, rewritten by a professional scriptwriter. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not by Lucas um, God just batter him into well, the Luke, ground Lucas has wonderful ideas he just can't quite put them down in paper and get them directed properly no no. actors to his mind seem to be movable props yeah aren't mm. they no, no you meant oh. to get a performance from them not just stand there against a green screen going what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay so that's a vote for two votes for Empire Strikes Back mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my vote mm-hmm is going to Aliens. That was another uh, one. That was mine. That was oh, my we got two votes for Aliens. Mm-hmm. Now, being at the time too young to go and see Alien, Alien. or Aliens at mm. the cinema, I had to rely on pirate videos. And we'd seen Alien when I was probably about 11. Really? Hadn't slept for a couple of months. (laughs) (laughs) And then a couple of years later, the same guy came along with a pirate copy of Aliens. So no sleep for a couple of months after that. (laughs) But we were worried because Alien was so good we've yeah. never seen anything like it before and we thought are they going to ruin it with this it's not mm. going to be as good how can we possibly watch it but we did and it was absolutely outstanding mm. oh, it blew totally the first agree. one yeah. out of the water yeah. well, then of I mean, course they ruined it with alien 3 yeah sadly i mean an interesting statement that um, i saw on the uh, documentary of the making of um, aliens was um if you compare the first film which was like um well a walk through a funhouse, or things leaping out the darkness yeah. at you. Yeah. I mean, uh, aliens. It's like a fairground ride, like a sort of um, roller coaster. You can see what's coming, but there's no yeah, way you can avoid it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're complete, completely two different it's films, completely Di- separate. different, yeah, yeah. different I mean, genres. Really, yeah. Alien is a haunted house mm, film. Yeah. It's a scary mm. film, but Aliens was well, all out action. It, all, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. it's a war yeah. film. Mm. But it's an action. But film. also, also things like the um the motion sensor they had, and <laughs> you were given warning that something's. <laughs> It's like the Jaws music. Yep. The yep. Doo-doo-doo-doo. Yep. You knew something was going to happen. 
yet you didn't hide behind a cushion. You mm-hmm. sat there and watched it. And oh, yeah, it's just a scene, as you say, where they're using the motion trackers and they're holed up inside the uh, inside the sick bay, and they see all, you know, all the uh, sort of shapes on the scanner sort of coming in from all directions, and they say they should be inside the compound by now. And all this one, they all look, look up, up. Yeah. to the suspended yeah. ceiling. Point of order. Yeah. Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan and Aliens. The music is virtually the same. Which one came <laughs> yeah. out first? I don't know. I really don't know. Not off the top uh, of my head. But Star Trek: The Motion Picture was what seventy nine. Yeah. 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 Um, Wrath of Khan Alien was 79 as well so it's probably about the same Ra- time Wrath of Khan was about 82 I'm not sure whether Aliens 86 was it? Mm. <sighs> wasn't that late was it? Yeah, it was 1986 he's going he's to check his, his reference but and certain musical scores certainly when the aliens are uh, running down on the mm. control room and popping up to the floor and yeah, running mm. to the ducting very, very it's similar. the music that is lifted from the reliant Enterprise battle in yeah. the nebula <laughs> It is yeah. the same. Yeah, four years between them. 82. But they do, they've done that before. The Beetlejuice music has popped up in a couple Quite of a other films. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they think we're just stupid and don't recognise these things. But the thing is, it fits. Oh, yeah. It yeah. definitely You're fits. saying it doesn't mm. fit. Well, yeah. It was very clever of them, with James Cameron, to actually take it in a different direction, not oh, yes. just rehash the yeah. first film, well, as they, they do with all the horror films. Yeah, I mean, the thi- well, the thing is, with James Ca- Cameron, I mean, his wife at the time, Gail Ann Hurd, I mean, she works on the first Terminator film. Yeah. Well, I, I also remember it picked up a couple of fans of the first one criticised it, the fact that the first alien went through, there's only one of them, and it went through the entire crew of the Nostromo, no mm. trouble. Yeah. And these ones have been picked off left, right and centre from Marines. What they didn't realise what I tried to point out is even though the Marines get totally massacred and the Marines are hardened veterans Mm. while the uh, Nonstromo crew was... Explorers. Truckers. Yeah, yeah. truckers. Well, truckers civilians. Yeah. And the Marines mm. had the weaponry. Yeah. They knew what they were yeah. looking and for. Even so, they still got creamed. Yeah. Mm. Well, thing, yeah. Aliens, you knew Sigourney Weaver had to live. Oh, yeah. Ripley mm-hmm. had to live. Yeah. But it was just trying to work out who else Everyone would. else was, had yeah. a target mm. on them. My favourite death from Aliens <laughs> was the Hispanic woman and Vas- the oh, Vas- lieutenant. Vasquez, yeah. Vasquez and the lieutenant. And Gorman. just at the mm. final minute, she, you know, she's mocked him throughout the whole film and at the final minute when he flicks the cap off the grenade to kill them and the alien she's just full of respect for him then she dies no. so, yeah, she the, the final words were to, uh, to Gorman were you always were an arsehole yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah again another two thumbs up for both yeah. of us mm. so that's two votes for Empire Strikes Back mm, and two, two votes three. for Aliens mm. yeah, oh. good films before we go into Wesker let's do one more which is James Cameron again Terminator 2 mm. yeah, yeah. that was a good one that again good a one. fairly basic first film really ramped it up with the second, second. Yeah. yeah I think to a certain extent with Terminator 2 it was the first film again up to 11 yes yeah it was I'm trying to think of some other good ones very few and far between yeah. mm. Shrek 2 <laughs> Shrek 2 I enjoyed okay. more than yeah, Shrek 1 yeah, I'll give you that I'll give you that well it had the cat it in had it the cat with the big right. Puss, yeah. Puss in Boots yes <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, there was the alien, yeah, the alien Mickey tape where they're having the fight, where Puss in Boots gets under Shrek's shirt and sort of bursts his oh, way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Let's move on to the toilet ends. Okay. Let's have our worst <laughs> number twos. Real Keith. I would have to say any Highlander sequel. Doesn't matter what. Yep. The, Highlander 1 yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> it's one point. of my favourite There films, can be only one and another one. one and, and another one. one. And, and another one. And so it doesn't matter that it, it's not a number two. It's just any of the Highlander sequels. Yeah, it mm. should have been a one-off. That's and it. left. 
Alone. It was a one-shot film. Well said, that man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my worst number two, I have mentioned it before, and it's not sci-fi. It's also one of my guilty pleasures, but I do know how poor it is, and that's Grease 2. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I have to include Grease 1 in that. But. No, Grease 1 was brilliant. Um, it Grease was wonderful, was... it was fantastic. Grease 2, two is cack. Even I can only watch Grease 2 if it comes on one of the movie channels. I will only watch it if I'm on my own. And even then, I'm cringing with embarrassment at some of the singing and dancing and so-called acting. I will quite happily sit there and watch Grease 2 with you if I have a bottle of vodka with me. You're not watching Grease 2 with (laughs) me. Earplugs. Blindfold. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it in Grease 2? Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer and... uh, Adrian Zmed. <laughs> no, it's uh, Maxwell Caulfield. He's in it as well, yeah. Yeah, he played um, the love. He played the, the English guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a bit of knowledge that's pushed something useful out of my brain. <laughs> so, drawing a line under yeah. that, that's just. Yeah. Yeah. Won't worse. go any further. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbly. Um, my worst sequel ever is, well, it's got to be uh, Lord Merman 2. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that. No, no, you no. don't want to. I mean, okay. it is pants, it really is. I mean, totally superfluous. In the uh, first uh, Lord yeah. Merman film, I've seen number one. Well, the character Job, I mean, as I say, I mean, a simpleton made into a god. I mean, in this one, it's well, it's the other way around. <laughs> I mean, it just becomes a, yeah, sort of a CGI simpleton. And help and why they got Matt Frewer to play him, I really don't know. Oh, I mean, god. it was like watching Max Headroom on speed. It really was. <laughs> Max Headroom on speed. <laughs> I mean, totally unnecessary. As I say, completely superfluous. Uh, waste of waste of filmmakers' money. You want those okay. hours of your life back? Yes. El Presidente, give us your worst number. Show me to choose from the entire Star Wars prequel, <laughs> the trilogy, and then you got the second trilogy, which yeah. came first. first. That was terrible. Well, yeah. Again, this is, I think, the fact that Lucas was so powerful at the time; mm. he had nobody there who had enough oomph to actually say, "Um, this is a bad idea." Yeah, yeah. He just got carried away with what he could do. He wrote it, he directed it, he killed it. Exactly. Well, I mean, he gave birth to it, so I suppose if anyone was going to kill it, yeah, it's uh, going to be him. The best way I can sum it up is. I agree with you totally, and what sticks in my mind mostly is Serenity, which was mm. out at the same time as uh, Star Wars 3, mm. so, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And Revenge of the Sith, they had... Ewan McGregor actually goes on saying that he's meant to be riding this animal. So they've got him on a green box in a green room, mm. jumping up and de- jogging up and down as he's pretending to ride the animal. Mm-hmm. While Serenity people, they actually put them on a fake land speeder and spun them around the landscape. So the reactions yeah. are yeah. real. real. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm <laughs> hanging onto the side of this thing because Central Fugal Force is pushing me <laughs> over the edge and I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. I must confess, the uh, first and the second films, I mean, they weren't too bad, but by the third, I mean, Ewan McGregor looked like he was absolutely bored out yeah. of his skull. I mean, he was just waiting for the film to end, yeah. even though he was acting in it. Interviews I've heard of him, he hasn't actually got anything nice to say mm. about his yeah. experiences on, on making the films. Mm. I mean, the, the final fight between him and uh, Anakin Skywalker on the uh, volcano oh, world yeah. he just looked absolutely hacked off I mean if he was wearing a watch he would have been looking at yeah, it compare that last uh, lightsaber battle mm-hmm. to the first lightsaber battle with Darth Maul oh yeah mm. and they should have been the other way around yeah. you know that, that was meant to be two people who have betrayed each other well mm-hmm. who have been betrayed by each other mm-hmm. the depth of hatred should have been there and you just didn't get any feeling mm. of that in the fight yeah. it could be argued that um, Obi-Wan was shell-shocked it, by um, Anakin's betrayal. You could argue that, and yeah. yeah, I'll agree with that. But there again, we had the use of the Force 
the leaps, the flips, the uh, backward somersaults in the first movie. You had none of that in the yeah, second movie. Yeah, because he was completely but, knocked yeah, off his feet. Yeah, but surely uh, Anakin Skywalker wouldn't have been. He would have been shown the depths of hatred and would have used every trick at his disposal. I don't know, because um, you come to a, a crossing point in your life and you know something big's about to happen. Perhaps he was a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you make him sound like he's going to have his driving test or lose his virginity. I mean, well, that's, that's another thing. I don't think they no disrespect to him because I've seen him in what is it, Jumper, and he's not the most how can I put emotive of actors. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, I've dominated that, and it was your one. I do apologize. That, no, that's fine. It's fine. So much hatred. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of the things that was sort of pressed the buttons. I do apologize. Any others? Well, um, The Matrix freeloaded. Need to say any more about that? Yeah, so much potential. What a pointless Van- exercise. Those two vanished off its own were. hole. Yeah. Yeah. And it's- though you wouldn't allow me, I was going to say Canine and Company. <laughs> <laughs> Not technically correct, but no, yeah. No, it's a kind of a spin off. The, the depths yeah. of hatred there, mm. you're allowed to. <laughs> Some of these spin offs are a classic example how um, people's better senses can be blinded by the idea of making a quick mm, uh, money buck yeah. or two. Mm. It's a thing. Even Canine and Company, which must have made, what, about 12 shillings, <laughs> five pounds, <laughs> and, and sixpence. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's also the fact that things that look good in paper well, uh, yeah. that somehow don't translate well that's what Matrix was about is yeah. Appe- yeah. appealing to pubescent little boys who think it looks cool because somebody takes ten minutes to do a move yeah. well there was a whole underlying well they mastered that in Primeval so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know all these this battle between the machines and the humans and what does it all mean is it what is real what isn't they it clearly the dispensed with all of that in the second and third yeah. film it just became battle really no I mean it just drowned in its own techno babble especially where Neo finds his doorway into a bit of the building that doesn't exist and blah 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 and he meets the creator of the matrix and he starts coming out with all this waffle that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever i mean i could totally agree with all those uh, tv screens behind the creator of the matrix with all these different types of neo on the screen all going bullshit rubbish yes i totally agree i mean <laughs> Another new segment for you, you lucky people. Mm. Now, we've all been science fiction fans for a long, long, long time, and we know how hard that can be. Uh We've been mocked in the playground. We've been mocked in the workplace. We've been mocked by our children. Our parents have disowned us. What we really needed was someone to write to, someone to talk to, who could help us with our problems. As such, we have a new member of the team, Nanny Ireland who will help you with any problems you may have. Our first letter is from Malcolm. Dear Nanny Ireland, I was watching UK Gold the other day when Daleks in Manhattan was on and I realised I was becoming aroused by the human Dalek. Is this normal? I am married with three children and have shown no previous inclinations towards latex protuberances. Please help. Malcolm. What's this? What? What are you about? Hang about? Oh, God. All right, dear Malcolm, there's no shame in finding latex arousing, but admitting you voluntarily watched Daleks in Manhattan tells me you are sick. Don't write to me again, you pervert. Love, Nanny. Um, thanks for that, Nanny. Um, if you have any problems you'd like Nanny Island to give some thought to, then send them in to show at Staggering Stories. Net. The abuse is free. <laughs> Speaking of writing in, 
Right. And yes. abuse. And general abuse. Yes. I think we've had some feedback. We have. You're Good such God. lovely people. We love you. Even You're win. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> we love all of you, each and every one of you personally. You're a sicko. <laughs> okay, first up this week is our old friend Wynne. Wynne says, hello, chaps. Hello. Once again, loved the podcast. I'm starting to get concerned about fake Keith's opinion of me. Over the past few shows, I've been labelled a perv, a no-lifer who needs to get out more, a friend of Dorothy, and last week, a psycho, just because I said I liked Adric when I was young, was sad to see him go, and then quite happy for him to buy the farm when I saw Earthshock again. The fact that all the above is true, apart from Dorothy, is besides the point. I'm a Doctor Who fan. Weirdness is kind of built in. Add to this the fact that after my second email, I thanked you for buoying up my self-esteem, only for you to pop it by saying you read out everything. Couldn't you lie? Keep this sort of attitude up and I'll have to stalk someone else. <laughs> now, I don't want to come over all Dr. Raj Pasode, cue Jarvis voice, oh God. Oh God. But I've just reread what I've written above and I think I need to check myself into the nearest funny farm <laughs> I'm saying nothing when you take things too personally <laughs> perhaps that might be a good suggestion for the show how about a fan related agony answer, uh, section focusing on things like how to get a girl or boyfriend how to keep a girl or boyfriend once they find out about the Doctor Who thing natural alternatives to Rohypnol for the ecologically conscious that sort of thing I think you find we just nicked that <laughs> sorry it was our idea yes most <laughs> definitely thought of it last week best new Who teaser cliffhanger Stolen Earth. When the Doctor started regenerating, I genuinely started to think, have they managed to keep the biggest secret ever? Is there going to be a new Doctor? Yes. The Saturday morning before Journey's End, I went to see my little nephew in a swimming competition. All the kids were talking about Doctor Who, and even the announcement made reference to it when the competition was over. That's what it should be about, not us crusty old fans. It's not ours anymore. Best Old Who cliffhanger. The original Doctor Who cliffhanger when Romana 1 was pushed off the cliff by an unseen hand, which she believed to be the Doctor in the Stones of Blood. Mm. Worst New Who cliffhanger. Hate to be part of the crowd, but Daleks in Manhattan uh. takes the prize. It's a big shame because you can see the effort was there, it just didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree with that. It's only an effort. Worst Old Who cliffhanger. Any Doctor Who featuring Davros. <laughs> At least one episode in every Davros story seems to end with the cliffhanger of Davros simply ranting as usual about becoming the supreme being of the universe. Keep up the adequate work. Bod be with you, Win. Thank you. Thank you, Win. Thank you, Win. Yep. Always welcome. Who have we got next? Okay, got one here from Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Leslie. She says, Hi, team, and hello to other listeners. Obviously, people of discerning taste. <laughs> <laughs> Special hi to Scardis. If you weren't in Ireland, I would be happy to share my small but decent collection of old Who. I suppose it's a hop, skip, and a jump from Wales. It's a laugh, isn't it? Anyway, Colin Baker is playing Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have made that up a bit. <laughs> I think we even got the town wrong didn't we I, I think, think we did so. yeah. <laughs> no it's done in Bath actually so. on the subject of my favourite worst Who music I agree on Sea Devils well, that's a good one yeah, join the club. Perhaps because I watched Five Doctors many, many times as a child, music doesn't bother me. In the same vein, Time and the Rani's music doesn't bother me either, so I must be crazy. I'm so glad someone else heard the eerie beauty of the cello music in Impossible Planet. As always, sent shivers up my spine. I've also got to get the Season 3 soundtrack. I'd like to say, in the defence of the regeneration, Rose defeats the Daleks music. Back in early 2006, when the US was a year behind, and we hadn't seen the whole Eccleston season, I got curious and spoiled myself on YouTube. 
watching the end of Parting of the Ways, The Kiss. I thought the music for this scene was incredibly cheesy. It ruined a nice moment. However, when actually watching it in sequence of the rest of the story, I felt it worked. Favourite old tube music is from Ghostlight. The worst from Frontier in Space. Worst new Who music is from Runaway Bride. I'm extremely partial to a track called The Lone Dalek, which first appeared in Dalek, but has reused several times. It's from that scene where Rose confronts the Doctor holding a gun and asks who's the bigger monster. Now for some reason it's always struck a chord in me. I'm just wondering if you're going to do a favourite and least favourite costumes. Yeah, yeah why not? Do that one in the future? Yeah. Could do. What would Adric be? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> bit of column A, bit of column B, depending on who's talking. <laughs> like the Keiths, I didn't think Fort Doomsday was that bad. Obviously I didn't watch it in 1982 as I was not yet born. Oh, Ooh, rub it that, in. Oh, that, was a, that was a low blow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she gives a link to her review of it which we're post on the At blog the and she goes on to say I love the concept of Captain Jack versus Captain Jack Fight Club see Link felt the execution was a bit disappointing yeah, mm. yeah. we're sorry I, no, I've got to agree with that I think Fight Club may have run its course I don't know well it's on we're hiatus safe. for the moment yes, yes. it is we're taking a bit of a rest yeah. yeah regenerating interesting to hear your thoughts on heroes and keep up the good work looking forward to the next podcast Leslie thanks Leslie P.S. is fake Keith going to say anything about David Tennant's appearance in the National Television Awards she and I had a brief but spirited conversation about it via Facebook. I would like to point out that our um, brief but spirited conversation consisted of Leslie saying that David Tennant was on last night, he's gorgeous, me saying he's talented and gorgeous, <laughs> her saying, oh my God, he's resigned the bastard, me saying, but he's a gorgeous bastard, and then it descended. <laughs> descended? Oh, so the depth of <laughs> the conversation level. was quite low, but the meaning was there. <laughs> Yes. Thanks, Leslie. Good to hear from you. We've got one more. Mm-hmm, yes. I think from Sarah. From Sarah, yes. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi to all at Staggering Stories. I hope you had a nice time in Egypt, walking in the dust. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank one. you very much for reading out my letter last time. Every time I listened to that podcast, I had a silly little grin on my face. <laughs> Every time you listen to it? I've been listening to past casts, and I must say that you're a bit mean to fake Keith sometimes. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> a few months back, you gave her no sympathy for falling over in Edinburgh. I slipped on those cobbles it's very easy and very painful thank you Sarah thank you <laughs> but then again as a Sarah I'm used to falling on slopes of moderate <laughs> incline true yep. <laughs> also from listening to past cast I slightly want to see the five doctors just to see how apparently bad it is and to experience for myself the fart slash strangled kitten slash rubber duck of Rassilon <laughs> oh and crumbly until they said in ashes to ashes that Sam Tyler definitely had died I too thought that the 2006 stuff in the last episode was just a deeper part of the coma. Oh. Yes, I fully yeah. sympathise. I mean... No. Don't believe that for a second. He's dead. Doctor Who section last time was great. I've got a new appreciation for This Is Gallifrey, a track I already found to be lovely, but my personal favourite pieces of new Who music are All the Strange Strange Creatures for its up-tempo pu- uh, punchiness. Martha versus Master for the co- contrast of the nice strands of Martha's theme before falling into Master's madness and The Doctor Forever. You have slow, mournful, sweet, sad starts before jumping into a swashbuckling thing before ending on big waves of epic. It basically is the Doctor in music form. Bad music. Sea Devils isn't so bad sometimes. Oh, <laughs> wash your mind out. 
but I agree 100% about how it clashes with the sword fight, possibly one of my favourite bits in that story. Sad to hear about Tennant leaving, his doctor had me since Christmas invasion and his doctor started quoting the Lion King before <laughs> catching himself and being very confused about it. That still makes me laugh, but I'm happy to enjoy what time we have left of him. Thought the preview on Children in Need was very good. When he stepped out of the TARDIS all smiles, you could see on his face that he was thinking, yay, real snow for once. Morrissey, I'm still unsure. The way he was babbling had me thinking, nah, he's not Doctor Eleven. But then he knew so much, he had a sonic screwdriver. For all we know, he could be a newly regenerated, which would make this behaviour almost make sense. Looking forward to future randomness. Am I mad? In a coma or back in time? Sarah. And we have one more MP3 feedback. Oh, oh. Hey. from uh, Tin Dog. He's back up and running. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello. Feedback as promised. That's if this setup works. All right, I won't bother asking you how you feel about Tenant leaving or going or staying or being in five or is it four specials next year. I'm sure you're going to discuss that anyway. No, it's the burning issue I want your opinions on. Oh, yes. Clangers is coming back. How do you feel? I must admit I am very much against CGI, all that business, but if they've got the original Oliver Postgate doing the narration, I'll probably let it go. But as you've got the clangers there in the studio, of course you can ask them. Anyway, be seeing you. So, Tiny Clanger, how do you feel about being replaced by pixels? No swearing. Mm, <laughs> okay, we're going to have to cut that out. I'll beep that. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And Sweep, what did you think of um, David Tennant leaving? Oh dear. Oh, Not too happy about it upset. then. Mm. Understandable, really. If you've got anything else you'd like to get off your chest, anything you'd like to say to us, you can write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Looking forward to hearing from you. So, as we draw near to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast, we can sit back on the veranda of our hotel by the Nile as we sit here with our evening aperitifs, looking at the dowels go by. The pigeons. And the pigeons. (laughs) Especially the pigeons. Yes, we'd just like to say in the next episode there'll be more of the same, more silliness, more new and reviews who old and new so this is me crumbly saying be seeing you farewell <laughs> goodbye an intelligent carrot the mind boggles i worry a lot you have been listening to the staggering stories podcast series one number 33 featuring adam j purcell andy simpkins fake keith and the real keith dunn views expressed here are those of the speaker they don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site no cooperative infringement is intended this podcast a fake keith production for www.staggeringstories.net isn't it good to be back in cold rainy britain we're actually going to rename this The Crumbly Show. The Crumbly yeah. Show? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> With my posse. <laughs> With your what? Posse. Woo, 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 woo. You've got a crumbly posse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a disease, isn't it? I don't want to take three tablets and come mm. back in the morning. <laughs> I like the name of his show. I mean, Raw Nerve, it sounds like it's all WWS Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tonight, a William Shatner's wearing our Swiss. <laughs> Anyway, but if you think about it, the last episode when he regenerates for the last time would be it would make Doomsday look oh. like a carry on mm. film, yeah. you know, it would be that sad. I mean, that's it a box of Kleenex at the ready. It would be exciting. It would be sad. <laughs> Maybe you just oh, turn the way your mind works. <laughs> yeah. 